Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me from behind the microphone is Tim King. Hello there. And he's a bit sketchy and his internet's in and out. It's little Ben Hibbert. Hello. Oh, it's working. It's working (laughs) right now. The internet. For now. Got all the way out to Derbyshire. Put another (laughs) coin in the meter. It'll be fine. Nothing wrong with my internet. Good old-fashioned country internet. <laughs> good, good, good old-fashioned dial-up. Don't use the phone. I'm online. Who has a phone? We don't even have a phone in our house. <laughs> oh, I was reading a thing on the internet about um, you know how you know that you were you know a child of the nineties or whatever it was, and it's like it's like mum, mum, get off the phone. I'm trying to use the internet. <laughs> you know, all this stuff. Um, I like, oh. the internet. I'm going to infect my computer with a disease from LimeWire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Windows program downloading, 372 years left. Estimate. <laughs> Let's go. 56K, 56K up and down speed. Let's go. Let's have it. <laughs> You're more a child of the 70s. Oh, I was a, I was a teenager. I was born in the seventies, but I was a teenager in the early nineties when the internet was around. And then when I came back from uni, I convinced mum and dad to get a um, a modem so that I could use a crappy old laptop that I had um, for uni. Um, Go on, at home. in chat. <laughs> that didn't exist then. Um, it was um, God, it was news groups and um, like playing MMOs like muds. Oh, you are um, old as hell. Like tech, text-based, text-based online, um, online games and stuff like multiplayer games and things. It was, oh man, it was crazy, crazy times. Staying <laughs> up all night in the computer room at Sunderland University, which had twelve in- twelve internet-linked computers, and the only time you could get on them for more than an hour was from ten o'clock at night until six in the morning. So li- literally staying up all night, sitting on the internet because that's how long it took to download one picture. Oh yeah, late <laughs> yeah. at night. Locked yeah. away? No, you were. Uh, no, it wasn't locked away. It was in a. It was in a room with eleven other blokes because it was always blokes. It was supposed <laughs> to be that you could go there and work through the night on your assignments if you didn't have a computer of your own. But it was basically um, early adopters of um, of like chat rooms and news groups and that kind of stuff. Just <laughs> sitting there, just like chatting. It was weird because like it was one uh, in one of the games I'd been playing for like six months, and a bloke. Um, sitting opposite me turned out that he was somebody that i'd been playing the game with for six months because there was no voice chat or anything we never knew um so like, we've been communicating with each other by text for six months i was like oh yeah mate and then it got a bit weird actually because he was a bit weird so i stopped going for a while until he went away um yeah it was a bit odd i was like i liked you when i didn't you're a lot you looked like well. yeah i know i am i am a lot weird <laughs> anyway we are going to talk about some x-wing today um that's not even grumpy old men bit that's just old men bit um <laughs> You're uh, old. I didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, no, but that's because you're from Derbyshire, where they don't have. I computers. was in I was in primary school when you were a teenager. Oh, what age are you? Eleven or something? In the nineties. It makes me feel sad. I'm thirty-four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how old you are, because I'm old. <laughs> ah, so I wish I was thirty-four. That's a good age to be. Um, all right, we're going to talk about some X-wing stuff. Um, honest. Uh, so, uh, first thing that we want to promote out is um, there's a few events coming up uh, over the next few uh, weeks and months. So obviously, we've got the Sith Taker Cup coming up in August. Um, we're still planning on running it as long as the government doesn't cock up its vaccine program or put us into another <laughs> lockdown or something like that. Um, but signs are looking good at the minute. Um, there is still a waiting list of about ten-ish people um, for the sixty-four tickets. So. We're sold out and then some. Um, we can't make any promises about more availability. Um, it very much depends on the state of the nation at that point in time. Um, but if you are interested in getting early access to any release tickets, if it is expanded, um, then you can drop an email um, to, or not an email to, just drop a message to um, the Sith Takers page on Facebook or somebody on Discord. I'll put you in touch with the person who's managing the waiting list. Um, so you can do that. Um, we've also got another in-person event that's been planned by Borden Brum. Um, so they're running a postponed Borden Brum store champs. Now I don't know what store champ kit they're going to run out with because there was one that was about to get 
released just before lockdown happened. So I don't know if they've got that or if they've got the I old F O one. Is it the F O one with Kylo and all that jazz? Well, fair enough. The original one. Yeah, so that's 10th of July. Um, it's a one-dayer um, in Birmingham. Um, if you look for Board and Brum on like Facebook or whatever, you'll be able to find um, a way to, to get in to buy tickets for that. Um, how much was it? Is it a tenner or is it 15 quid or something like that? Uh, two secs, I think. I think it was 15. I'll just open up the uh, page. Okay. Didn't they have a Prime oh, there as well? Yeah, so so I I spoke to them about the prime. The prime will be rescheduled as well, but they're yeah. they're, they're basically waiting because uh, that will probably be bigger. They're waiting for like everything to be absolutely okay before they announce yeah. that. So if you, I had a if, ticket for the prime, not the the store champ. Yeah, so I I had a ticket to the prime as well, and that will be honoured for the, when they reschedule the prime. So this is the store championship, and it's uh, ten pound. Five rounds of Swiss, uh, top four cut. It's happening on the July the tenth. Uh, yeah, it's, is it limited to thirty-two, something like that? Maybe uh, less than that. Doesn't Ticket. say here. I mean, there's, anyway. there's there's a fair few signups already. I'm guessing if they're saying five rounds of Swiss, it's going to be a restricted because um, it can't go above a certain level, yeah. can it? I suppose they could and just play five rounds and make some people that go four and one sad because they don't make up. <laughs> Which in and of itself is kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, twenty-five people have already signed up for it. But it seems oh cool. Uh, so it probably doesn't need much promoting then. So <laughs> that's good. Um, the other one that's coming up next weekend is the Firecast Cup, um, which is obviously a big online thing. Um, last time I looked, it was up to about eighty-six or eighty-seven players, something like that. So oh, it's, I think um, it's broken ninety now. Two seconds. Has it broken ninety? Oh no, no, it's just, it is just eighty-eight. I thought it was ninety the other day when I looked, but. To be, be fair, that that could be because it's eighty-eight. That could be because Nick hasn't sent out all the invoices yet, but he's he's working he's working his way through them, um, as when time allows. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's coming up next weekend. Uh, I'm playing in it on the Saturday, um, if all goes well, with me rearranging some uh, family things that have been thrown up in my way um, <laughs> today. Did you <laughs> did you not fill out your permission form in triplicate and submit nope, it in the required time frame? It it. it <laughs> It's been in the calendar did for, about, one for about three months. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, we're um we're in the middle of trying to arrange uh, a way around it um, to see to see what happens. So uh, you're playing in that as well, aren't you, Tim? I certainly am. Yep. Did you get permission yet, Ben? Uh, I decided against it because did you? <laughs> as lame as it is, my back's hurting. And I can't lean over a laptop all day. <laughs> talking about me being old. <laughs> like, sorry, I can't play with my friends because my back's too sore. <laughs> I am. We are commentating though the next day, aren't we? Uh, we're we're going to try to. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I, I will. Well, yeah. let's be honest. Like, so Rich sounds like he's double booked anyway. So if he's not if he's not double booked on the Saturday, he's double booked on the Sunday. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, let's um, be honest as well. Rich isn't going to make cuts, so it doesn't matter. Well, if it, if it turns out if it turns out that I can't play on the Saturday, then I'll be super sad. But um, I'll still sort it out um, to do commentating on the Sunday. But if I can't play on the Saturday, then I'll be happy. Um, but then I won't be able to commentate on the Sunday, and I'll go full dance Slobody and and just drop. You won't because you won't make cut. You never know. I mean, I, I do, do know. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go four two and miss out an MOV, so it's fine. <laughs> so the other thing, uh, just to pick up on, is the Kyber Cup has been running now for two weeks. The Elimination League. Um, you're playing in that as well, aren't you, Tim? Uh, by the time this comes out, no. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I played my third game this evening. Uh, it was uh, yeah, an enjoyable game. Um, so I played. I heard you got thrashed. Uh, yeah, I did. In, in <laughs> fairness, uh, my 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 uh, Inferno squadron came up against a Manor of Swarm, and uh, Green Dice were not kind, and Bertrand uh, beat me something like two hundred to ninety nine. Uh, so if you want to uh, see that game, uh, go to his YouTube channel, which is the Random Academy Pilot, if only for the intro, because um, that was quite funny. It's a good intro. Uh, it is a good intro. I'm gonna have to listen to that afterwards. Yeah, no, it's it was a good. It's a good. Uh, so I, I've flown the Mara Swarm before, as we've we've chatted about, and actually it was a slightly uh, quite a different Mara Swarm. So it's Mara with five FOs, 
one of which was long shot, one of which was scorched, so they're able to get three dice attacks. Um, but you had uh, Hondo on Malarus, um, mm-hmm. so that was quite interesting where he would, if one of his FOs was stressed, he would jam that one and coordinate the, you know, one of his that he did, does want the action on. Uh, so that Scorch was taking target locks um, and didn't ever have to spend his target locks. That's how badly it went. Um, or <laughs> he would jam one of my ships and then coordinate one of my stress ships. Um, so, yeah, it was quite interesting the way he used that. Um, and, yeah, you know, he uh, beat me uh, fairly soundly. Um, I thought Seymour was was possibly going to pull it back at the end, but uh, fortunately it wasn't to be. Not quite. No, so I'm going to say, so I'm, I'm one, two. Uh, I've decided to drop. It was a, it was a fun event. Uh, a couple of good games. I played the, um, we obviously had a week off, played against uh, Cutthroat Scum last week. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a very interesting list. Dengar, uh, Joy Wreckoff, Bosk in the Headhunter, and Gamut, is it Gamut Key in the Hawk? With yep. Protect, Protect Gleb, Gleb Crew. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot of, that's a lot of filth. Yeah, giving uh, Dengar basically <laughs> uh, double modded attacks uh, yeah. each turn. And then when Cutthroat triggers, uh, he could like regen his Proton Torps and uh, Joy Wreckoff could uh, regen his um, Ion Missile, so he's like a b- budget wedge. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was very, very interesting. So some, yeah, some fun games, uh, but the calendar's getting quite congested with uh, X-wing events. So I've decided to uh, drop from this to free up some time. Yeah, so I um, never manage one a week, otherwise it gets too much for me, and I end up missing games, and then I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I think I can comfortably manage two. I can do three if they're like overlapping for only one week. But yeah, it's um, it's too much of a commitment. Like I think two plus the odd random pickup game if I've got a free evening is better than trying to squeeze in three events. So, but... so this week I've got four events games to fit in, including uh, uh, the Tin Squadron uh, streaming the final of the Tonton event. But that's on Tuesday night, which will also be off, uh, before the podcast comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you didn't watch it live, go watch it on their YouTube. Um, but yeah, I've got four competitive games this week, plus the Firecast at the weekend. And I'm doing a, a silly night shift on, on Thursday at work. So uh, yeah, I just looked at my calendar. was just like, no, I need to cut some of this down. Oh, and England, England like, practice games and odd games like that. So yeah. What's that, Tim? Are you in the England XTC squad there, Tim? Was that just a casual drop-in? Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, we, did, we didn't talk about it because we didn't record last week, which yeah. was after the squads were all announced. So, Ben, sorry, go on, Tim. I was say, I assume you're having practice games. Yeah, super, I'm having super, practice super, games. Super for serious the, Irish the, team for the all the All Ireland <laughs> Super Serious All Ireland team. Yeah, Ben, did you get into an XTC team? No, I knew this was coming. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> Standard. But I'm not surprised with how shocking I've been playing recently. Yeah, you don't play. You don't play a lot of online tournaments. That's and I think Ollie based his um, oh, um his selections off of results. So if you're not been playing in tournaments, he's not gonna be picking you. So and anyway. the ones I've played, I've done awful in. <laughs> yeah. in. In fairness, you you have been dropping from a few that you've been like running or just taking uh, funless, should we say? Yeah, less than super serious, um, but it has been. I mean, in, yeah. we're just talking about the um, the Kyber Cup. I'm one on one in it at the moment, and um, the ship that I was playing about with Hera has just been um, nuked in the third round of of um, card drops. So, as well as the ten originals, they've now nuked thermal detonators, false transponder codes, Hera, and proton rockets. Um, so basically, it looks like the community is just targeting. The things that everybody's enjoying playing at the moment. Well, so you, <laughs> no. you, you could still take Hera in the B wing, though, couldn't you? Yeah, I did in round two, and it was bad. Yeah, but you've been um, doing it wrong then. Yeah, I mean, she's fun, and like it's choosing violence because she punches really hard. And I was flying <laughs> like Hera in a B wing with Janors in a not Janors, Kyle Katarn in a Hawk, and like an uh, Arc Garvin in an Arc, and then. Like I can't even remember what the other ship is now, um, but anyway, it, yeah. It, oh, and that one, no, it was a, a flew Wolf Warrow and Dutch actually instead of Garvin. So, like, oh, I just went like full trying to get um, 
I went full trying to get Wolfaro, and uh, I took a ship off in the first engage, but lost Wolfaro, and then I just had nothing that could actually punch. Um, so it was a good game, but um, I was thoroughly defeated. So I think for the next few rounds, I'm going to go back to um, just playing some solid basic stuff just to get myself out of the jank mindset. Because <laughs> for all, well, for all I went mad and talked about a tiny mind link and all that kind of stuff with Hera, I just think it's it's leaning too far into token passing when you're still restricted by beef, which is everything has to be within range one to two of each other for it to all trigger, which means that players can just play around it. And also it just does die. Like unless you can put a three green ship on the table, like an E-wing, but even then you can just shoot the two green ships that are supporting the E-wing. Um, yeah, it's um, it's waiting for something or for somebody who's cleverer than me to unlock the best thing out of Hera. Um, right now, but Bigs in there as a bit of a buffer, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't experimented enough for it to be conclusive. But um, I mean, because Bigs can still put out quite a bit of damage on his own, can't he? you know? It's still a free guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, you can yeah, fit, yeah. you can fit just Janors with Moldy Crow, Hera, A Wing, um, Wedge, and then one other X Wing, either Bigs or Garvin. Um, and that's like 199 or something like that, like bare bones. Um, so, you know, you can you can either have Garvin to throw more tokens around for defense against lower initiative things, or you can have Biggs in to just act as a sponge um, to take hits off Wedge to keep him alive for longer um, or whatever. Um, but it feels like really, really solid. Um, and having Janors in means that Wedge is really able to hurt things with Hera passing tokens and his own tokens as well. Um, but it just, again, depends on... Can you joist a five ship resistance joisting block with it? And I don't know the answer to that, and I'm not sure you can. No, um, I don't think you can. Like, or you know, a Malarus swarm, or a whatever. I think you could easily swarm. take it to event and go like three and two, four and two, or something like that without mm. major stress. But I don't think it'll cut through the cut. I think if you make it to a cut, you'll probably go out early on. Yeah. I, I'm I'm having a bit of fun at the minute looking at three ship resistance, uh, three ship rebel lists with um, either mm-hmm. the likes of the triple six that we talked about, like Hanwedge Hera. It's still it's still a really solid list. Um, it suffers from the same problem that any three or two ship um, list does, which is that if one of the guns misfires in one of the turns and you whiff, um, you suddenly end up behind in the damage race, and it's really hard to catch up. Um, it's unlikely that those guns will whiff, but it can happen. Um, but it is really good. But I've been playing around with actually dropping one of the sixes down to either Ahsoka, um, because she's a proper ace with three force, um, and missiles instead of Hera. So it kind of changes the dynamic um, a little bit. Or actually sticking Luke Skywalker in there um, instead of one of Wedge or Han and fiddling about with points that way. Because I think Luke's a good solution to a number of problems that Rebels have got, um, particularly if Hera is nearby and she can sling him an evade token. That, like, because the thing that kills Luke is double blanks, isn't it? And Hera can mitigate that, yeah, to an extent. So yeah, but it's it's interesting seeing um, what's going on. Um, I suppose this is a good as good a point as any. So Kyber Cup's still running. This is as good a point as any to briefly touch on the um, the, the judge ruling thing that's happening at the moment. Um, so basically, Hera was originally ruled that she happened at any point in the attack like phase, which basically starts from when you start measuring to see if you've got any valid targets, which meant that you could pass a target lock to a friendly ship who could then later on use it to power ordnance, even if Hera had no valid target at that turn. Um, she was able to pass things to people um, who were lower initiative than them. Or sorry, no, when they were measuring arc, she could, that's it, when they were measuring arc, when the lower initiative ship that had a focus was measuring for arcs, Hera could pass them a target lock before they chose weapon. And what they've done is they've changed the ruling to say that Hera happens in the modified dice step, which means that it doesn't, um, and by they, it's a a group of judges um, I'm talking about um, that, have, uh, that have made this decision and published it into the unofficial official rule supplement. Um, so the internet is still on fire about this with an assortment of different people taking different stances and people with loud voices or who have 
an elevated um, view of their own opinions, having loud opinions on the internet about whether or not it's correct. But um, ultimately, it comes down to the same thing, which is if you're going to take HERA, powering and low initiative munitions carrier to an event, check with the judge for that event to see how they're ruling it. A lot of people will just align to this unofficial rules document, um, but I know that there are other events still discussing it. So check with your TO um, and see what your TO says, because ultimately on the day, um, what they say goes. And if you don't like it, you can <laughs> I, go with I your think, feet, so. you know, someone had to make a decision, didn't they? You know, no matter what decision they made, someone won't be happy. So yeah, I mean, fair play to them for doing it, but I wouldn't like to be in their shoes taking all the flack for it. No, it's a bit of a, especially like D a... seems to be taking it all in the face. Yeah, the so like you know? D Yun from Fly Better, he was the marshal for the last couple of big in-person events um, in America, so like System Opens and like Grand Championships, whatever they're called, national size things. Um, so he's basically come out as the face of this shadowy cabal, let's say, of um, of American judges, <laughs> and basically said, we didn't all agree, but this is our position, um, and this is how we're going to be ruling any event. Um, so that's anything that Gold Squadron are running, um, and anything like that. Um, but um, the decision hasn't been made by the EU slash Europe slash rest of the world side of the judges group there's apparently two separate teams um one that does all the us stuff one that does the euro stuff so it'll be interesting to see if they align or if they disagree um and as well as that the xtc are having a they've got their own group of judges who are going to make their own decision as well so um in the attempt to provide absolute clarity certainty and consistency it's probably going to end up being like boxing with 14 different heavyweight champions um, <laughs> or fighting with each other to see who's the unified heavyweight champion. What we should do the is silly thing is that, that D's on the uh, XDC league <laughs> judges as well. Do you know what I think they should do? Because like it'd hardly be any of these. Was, it'd be funny if he was in the other cat arguing for the top for it to, <laughs> to work the other way. <laughs> I know. Do you know? Do you know what I think they should do though? Because like of these of the judges. Loads of them don't actually play anymore. They just judge. Um, or they like play the odd casual game like here and there with friends like kitchen table stuff. Um, but they don't, you know, play competitively because they're always judging. What you should do is we should have a big judge tournament and whoever wins it gets to decide <laughs> like for the next twelve months. Just like this he he is the king judge because he actually won a tournament of judges against judges. And we'll see what happens. That's what we should do. Thunderdome, call it that. Set it up on TTT. Let's see what happens. In order to enter this tournament, this tournament, you must have judged an event in the last twelve months. <laughs> well, I can't. Right. <laughs> we're, we're not. We're not going to probably lose badly at that as well. But whatever. <laughs> we're not going to. We're not going to get into too much of a discussion about it though, because it's. Um, it's the internet on fire and we don't need to stoke the flames but um i think my position on it is um whichever judge it is that's running the tournament that you're playing in whatever they tell you is the ruling is the ruling that matters and don't argue with them because they're giving up their time for free so that you can have fun so um then yeah really argue with him and shout at him and stuff yeah or you know properly nerd like go full-on Return of the Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, X-Wing, Star Wars fan, like freaking out about the fact that Rian Johnson or Ryan Johnson, or however you pronounce it, has ruined Star Wars or something. Yeah. Like fully start drooling on your keyboard and stuff and, and mad inflective rage. Or just accept it. It'll be fine. Anyway, might want to cut that bit out. <laughs> or just leave it in. It'll be fine. Um so the other thing that we just wanted to talk about, because kind of we've rattled through a few bits there, is um, Tim was talking um, a little bit ago, and um, for a topic that we were going to chat about was the um, like because we've been playing under lockdown for thirteen, fourteen months now, or like and tabletop TO and TTS and everything have grown massively in terms of like how it's enabled the community to continue playing the game, to stay together, and all that kind of stuff. But there's this game that we all have little models for and bits of plastic and cardboard and tokens and dice in a drawer or a cupboard somewhere. 
Um, and we must have learned some lessons, mustn't we, in the last 13 or 14 months, things that TTS has enabled us, things that online events have enabled us to figure out because the, the sheer volume, size, and scale of events has changed. So, um, Tim, from a, a TO perspective, I guess, um, because you're, you're a TO and a player, is there anything that's kind of jumped out at you as like, oh, next time I run an in-person event, I'm definitely going to do things differently? Um, I mean, like, so, I mean, like, I think we already try and do, like, you know, the, the main thing, which was, I think it was uh, making use of online uh, software like Tabletop TO. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we were already using that, you know, before we'd, um, you know, sort of moved to lockdown and, ha- and had to use it for like pairing events and, and what have you. But, um, I feel like it's, it's demonstrated pretty, uh, pretty well, like how important it is to share lists and, you know, provide that information. So it would be great to see in-person events using it more um and certainly we can see like you know people submitting lists and submit lists in the correct way as well like using you know your yasby urls or your launch bay next urls or the xws um don't just free type it because that doesn't uh export too well sometimes um don't don't take a picture of it and upload the picture yeah talking to you tom reed use your phone to take a picture of the list it's, on it, your computer screen it's so easy to use and what you can do is at an event is if you get drawn against somebody uh you can export the xws from their list and there's just a button that just says export it on the person's list and then you can import it into your own app of choice so like launch bay next is what i use and you can then just import the person's list into your phone and then all the card information's there all the dialed information's there um you know you don't need to you know suddenly either ask your opponent lots of questions or get caught out by something um and i think it'd just be um like a, a lot easier for everybody if, if that was used um and certainly for like submitting results um you know the tos aren't having to you know we, we we've essentially employed a person at our like large regionals just to do data entry, you know. And if if that's all taken over by the computer system, it takes a massive admin burden off the TO teams. In that respect. Now, whether or not it could be used uh, at a say six hundred player UK system open or something like that, um, I don't know. Um, I imagine the developer behind it could probably team up with whoever is running those sort of events um, to maybe have a sort of closed off version that isn't, I don't know, uh, the bandwidth may be a bit more protected. Um, not, I'm not, obviously, I'm not an IT yeah. person. so it, I, it, It's the only thing that would concern me about the big, big events using, um, using it is that um, the online events have had to um, like start to impact, uh, like minimize impact on the site by you know, dumping um, pairings out to a PDF and uploading those to a Discord channel or, you know, telling people not to log on to it, not to make lists visible from it so that all lists are dumped into a PDF that everybody's got access to or whatever. But you know, um, you know what you could do? Everybody out there could go and go and donate to uh, Tabletop TO. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, then, you know, he can use that money to buy bigger, badder, you know, servers and... Yeah, I mean, I guess if we were going to start using it for, like, say, Euros or a system open or for something like that, then um, AMG or Asmodee or whoever were running it, um, you know, would be having a commercial discussion with the person that runs it to basically say, um, how how big of a server do we need um, so that we can run this? Yeah. And do we do we buy our own cloud-based infrastructure? Do we spin it up as a as a closed service that's only available to us while you know you maintain your tabletop.to website and we can run an asmodee.tabletop.to or something like that um, that's on much beefier infrastructure so that we've got that for our big tournaments. Um, you know, but that's a, a conversation that could be had. I mean, I've I have spoken to developers about the complexity of building something like tabletop to and they said it's it's reasonably basic. It's just about being bothered. Um, and the the infrastructure behind it is what is actually the thing that's being kicked. Um, you know, because he's basically doing it on a shoestring budget so if you want tabletop to to be more stable donate um 
if you know because there's no other option at the minute for running events that's the thing um cryodex has been um, decommissioned and he's pulled it down from all the download sites so um, un- yeah so unless you've got a copy of cryodex rattling around on a laptop or a desktop somewhere um it's not available anymore so tabletop to is the only way to to use it now and um, if the guy who makes it plays x-wing though does he anymore he took like a massive step backwards because he was like the big judge in America, weren't he? Yeah, he was. Or he was one of them. Yeah, um, yeah. For well, for whatever reason, kind of. And it's not a long time ago. It was like during the pandemic. Um, the guy who who built Cryodex basically decided that it wasn't um, needed by the community anymore, and he wasn't going to continue maintaining it and developing it if people weren't going to use it. So he's he's pulled it. So. It's Fair a shame because it's a very good piece yeah. of software. I, I used it an awful lot. Um, <clears throat> you know, yeah. invaluable piece of software in, in getting our sort of grassroots X-wing and uh, Legion and Armada and all those sort of events going. Uh, even yeah. like all the LCGs and stuff I used to run. So what it says is, if you have it and you get a new laptop, transfer that <laughs> that, that file <laughs> from A to B uh, when you move all of your um, family photos, let's say, across. Um, and music files and so on. Um, <laughs> what? You, you're, Sorry. Your mind is wrong. Wrong, wrong. All right, so, le- so lesson you number one. When you transfer all your family photos or whatnot. <laughs> so anyway. Little files stashed away saying dad only. Keep out. And, and the other advantage of using stuff like tabletop to and bits, don't forget, is that we can. Um, uh, oh, what's it called? List Link all the events. List Fortress. Um, yeah. yeah, you can make a series of events. So, if, uh, for example, Board and Brum are doing their monthly kits or whatever, uh, Element does that. You know, you can create a series for those events and and link them all in. That does an overall leaderboard. But now, I mean, I mean for me, it's uh, uploading the. Uh, the data to you know list fortress you've got uh what was it pink brain matter yeah 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 so we get some nice uh analysis and you know meta facts and figures uh david sutcliffe and others can you know write blogs about you know what they're seeing at events so all that sort of information is nice to have uh, and it does make it easier if it's in you know sort of easy to find place yeah absolutely um so tt TO, whatever it's called, tabletop TO. Um, brilliant. We're going to continue using that. Other people should do so as well, uh, with the big caveat that you should throw money um, to the developer um, so that he can continue to um, strengthen out the infrastructure. And it is a really good resource. So, um, in a community that clearly has as much money rattling around as it does, judging by the amount of money people are spending on entering online events with minimal price support, for instance. Um, Instead of doing that, send 15 quid or 10 quid or whatever to Tabletop Deal so that those events can run. That'll be good. Um, well, yeah. anyway, um, so that, that one of the other things that you talked about was um, fairly quickly the events um, killed the two-hour final, the big events. Yep. Like I think the first set of Galaxies events maybe that Gold Squadron ran um, they ran a two-hour finals because they were like wanting to keep it as close to the the FFG model as possible um, to, to try and make it look like it was an official event um, from from all intents and purposes. Um, but I think everything has now switched, hasn't it? I, I don't think I've seen a two-hour final. final. Such a stupid uh, idea. Uh, as yeah. a in-person bricks and mortar to, uh, whenever I ran a store champ for any gaming system or. Um, you know, it was regionals, wherever I always used to brief the players at the start, going, Hey, you have two hours to play this, uh, but if you take two hours, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, because you know, invariably, suddenly the store champs, you know, we're getting on to what 10, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, and yeah, you start, you start in the game. Well. Yeah, 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 we've been there since seven, eight o'clock in the morning, and it always used to baffle me that the entire event is now in 15 minutes, and then for some reason, we have to play an extra 45 minutes for the final. I, yeah. I believe the thought was to get to a fair conclusion, but surely if everybody knows that the 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 goal or that the goalposts are set at one hour fifteen, you plan your game accordingly. You know? I think it was because, and you have to hear me out on this because this is pure speculation. <laughs> X Wing was X Wing was originally 
incepted as a game where you played to destruction and fairly quickly you played to destruction and as it grew and as it developed and as they set up the competitive scene and they said it was a hundred and it was three obstacles and whatever and whatever um for version one it got to the point where they obviously said well we can't play to destruction if we want to do organized play and as soon as they bring an organized play they have to bring in a time limit mm. and then and then it got to the point in the time limit where people were going if i'd had one more turn i'd have killed that ship in one and they didn't used to have half points and then they brought in half points only on large ships well, and a, then and all that stuff there's a simple answer to that play quicker yeah i mean so i mean I, I kind of I kind of got why they did it, but the, the two-hour final baffles me. Um, the only time I've made a final table in an in-person event, I was winning the game at 75 minutes, and I lost it in two hours. So, you know, that, that tells you where I stand on it. Yeah. The fact that, you know, had it been a 75-minute game, I'd probably have lost anyway, because Lewis would have probably beat me in 75 minutes instead of taking his time to beat me in two hours. But, you know, still, it gives me something to hold on to. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, so I've 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 run and been involved in in like massive forty k events as well. And you know, there's been cries there about more time. We need more time. And what we actually found is, you know, if we increase the game time from sorry, two and a half hours to three hours, three to four hours, the players don't get any more of the game in because they just slow down the pace. So if you give yeah. if you give them more time, they just play slower. And and actually, that's you know not achieving what you want it to achieve. It's interesting for me because even in in an hour and 15 game, you tend to know either conclusively by about an hour who's won or like it's never really in that it could be go either way. It's either like really tense right on the wire until the last turn or it's conclusive within an hour. Like and that extra 45 minutes seems to not I, I just don't think it adds anything to that. Like you get the excitement in a few games but most games like by an hour it's like yeah i've won this as long as i don't do something monumentally stupid you know um especially with them lists as well that just what have to run away after a certain time it's like everyone knows that you're never going to catch that ship but you're still messing about setting dials for like two hours oh well i'll say another hour you know it's just ridiculous (laughs) i mean i mean that 45 minutes to gives you probably two turns to try and corner something like an overdrive thrusters pull or a kylo or a something with supernatural or somebody who can five straight double reposition or whatever um you know eventually you can track that ship down into a corner um but you know all that means is that you'll probably end up losing because that ship can you know double reposition out of one of your arcs and then initiative kill your other ship because you know you're chasing him because he's up on points, and that single ace being up on points means that your whatever you've got left um, is probably susceptible to being killed by him. So anyway, yeah. Um, so I think that's um, that's a bang on one. Like I would be surprised. Well, I suppose I wouldn't be surprised if um, Asmodee slash AMG said that finals would still be two hours. But for anything unofficial, I'd be surprised if it wasn't played at seventy-five. Or if the tournaments just said, officially you're playing this for two hours, but unofficially the first 45 minutes has already passed. Sorry, <laughs> now you can start. You've got 75 minutes. Um, you know, because no, I don't think anybody enjoys it, to be honest. It's um, not even fun to watch. Yeah. Well, you nobody's watching at that point, is it? Leaning, are they? <laughs> leaning on their hand. Uh, come on, then. So the the only person who's the only people who are watching that game at ten eleven o'clock at night in a game shop is an incredibly tired member of staff. The TO who's organising it, although he might have gone and left it in the hands of the member of paid staff who has to be there. Um, and then you've got the person, the two people that are on the final table, and then any number of people between one and eight dotted around the place based on who gave who a lift. To the event, <laughs> it's like was it was it was it, was it me and Darren like that? Where it's literally there was me and Darren playing. The all the judges and tos had just gone off and sat somewhere else, and there was just the two people who come in the car with me sat sat yeah. looking sad. <laughs> was it? I think there was an event at Beanie Games or somewhere up in Stockton where I think Adam Tudor had driven four people up 
<laughs> and was it you, Tim, made final table with Dengar Asaj or something, or you driven up four people or something? No, so I went up with Will for the regional, and I yeah, I got to. I think it was my first regional cut, and I, I can't. Remember, I think I'd made the. I made the first round of the cut and lost and. It's like, well, yeah, basically, we ended up having to stay for an extra round or two, and we were. Yeah, it was Chris Z made it to the top four, I think. Mm. That's it, yeah. And I think Adam had given him a lift and a couple of other people. But anyway, the four of them, like, there was three people literally sitting there. Because yeah, one of them. One cause of them like, me. <laughs> yeah. Because. Adam had driven, but he couldn't leave because one of the people he'd given a lift to was playing in the final, and that's like the tightest thing ever. Um, so it's like, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not exactly a spectator sport at that point, is it? You know, you're not playing two hours because it's two hours of gripping entertainment. It's, I mean, this I is the reason. I house at four in the morning and I start work at half past five. Oh my <laughs> well, this is the reason we all bought Keyforge, isn't it? We all bought a couple of Keyforge decks each so that if this happened, we could all just sit off to one side and play, you know, a few quick rounds of Keyforge <laughs> while we're waiting for things to finish. The fact that we never did that is irrelevant to, you know, the fact that we bought the decks, but um, I, I, I think the, other... the new ones have still not played it. I I, st- I bought stuff because I played with people from work for well about six months or maybe a year at lunchtime, and then they've left, so I'm never going to play anymore. But um, yeah, it was just one of those things where I used to go like once a month and buy a deck or two, and then play <laughs> a few games with it, and it was a good laugh. But um, at some point, I don't know if it's still going, I might pick it back up again because it's good fun. But um, so the last thing that we talked about previously was about um, note taking, and I think it's a it's a it's a it's a slightly more complex one because I think everybody is in agreement that being able to keep score is fine, but notes beyond that are probably not. So like having a running tally of the score sitting on the side of the table, which both players can see at any point by looking at it. Is, is not a problem right. because in online play can, you've can, got Yasby open. Can I just say that I'll, I'll tell you where this bugbear comes for me. So uh, it's not not a particular name drop. It's just where it happened. But so when I was at Worlds, uh, I I checked with a judge at the start of a game when they made some announcement about this, and apparently I could ask my opponent what the points of the ships were and what the half points were at the start of the game. Write those on a bit of paper. But as soon as the game timer started, I couldn't ask him. Like, I couldn't make notes about the points or anything from that point. But I could look at that bit of paper. That's like, but that makes no sense. Like, I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't total those up. Like writing, okay, now I'm on this. Now I'm on that. Or he's on this. Or and you know, I couldn't work out the score. But I could, you know, work out you know the full and a half points at the start of the game. That was absolutely fine. And I was like, well, what, what's the difference? I mean, I've played games on TTS where we've literally written the points value of ships on the board, like <laughs> above the cards. You know how you can just like draw on the map? Yeah, yeah. We've just drawn on the map like 45, 55, whatever, um, across the four so that you just know without having to look. Or, you know, you've got Yasby open in another wow. window or you've got the little scorecard tracker thing that somebody's developed sitting in the inside of the game as well. The you score know, all... is excellent because both yeah. players can literally see where you're at. Yeah, it's if you remember to update it. What tends to happen is like two turns from the end, one of you goes over and quickly updates it to see what the scores are. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> but, so I, mean... I absolutely get this because it was a very general floor rules they created and it's obviously come from somewhere like Magic and I completely get it in a game with hidden information, you know. And if there's a game where, you know, perhaps you're, you know, searching through decks or looking through discard piles and stuff like that and that can detract a lot from the game if you're suddenly all you're doing is writing down lots of information. I think you can actually make notes now about you know what's in you know discard piles and this because that's open information. Uh, but for me, like having to, every now and again, you, you'd, you'd always see it on a table of X-wing where you know you and your opponent would say, "Oh, should we just take two two minutes just to work out the scores?" And it's just like if it's all open information, then. You know, I mean, how, how many of us have, have got, you know, the scores on our phones? You know, like, again, Launch Bay, you can do your calculator on there. So, you know, yeah. you, how do you know if someone's on their phone is, is you know, just taking a picture or doing a Facebook post or whatever they're doing? Or are they actually taking notes and, and you know, doing stuff? So, you know, part of that for me is like, if that information's open, then it doesn't slow the game down. And actually, Yeah, so I think, you know, yeah, no, I, th- I think, I, I think, 
I think I agree. Um, like anything to do with the score, anything to do with dials. Because like people used to make those little dial cards, didn't they, or sheets that had yeah. like every yeah. dial on it, so you didn't have to ask to see your opponent's dial all the time to see what moves they had if you couldn't remember them. Um, people used to do that, and then uh, you know some people were saying, "Well, you can't use that," and other people were saying, "No, it's, it's open information." So you know, it was well, it's a game component. So if I bring one of every dial for every ship in my bag with me to the tournament and I pull that actual physical dial out and I have it sitting on the table next to me, <laughs> even though I'm not using that ship, that's fine. But what I can't do is have a single A4 bit of paper with all that information printed Ooh. on it because what? that's cheating. Ooh, and what? the judges kind of tied themselves up in a knot about the fact that you know it was unofficial product and it was all this stuff. And ultimately, it was a whole load of nonsense. Um, I try not to swear there. Um, <laughs> which which didn't need to happen because ultimately, you know, players just got to the point where they're like, can I just have a quick look at your dial? Well, you and, know, and exactly and that was... what what is what what is more disruptive? You looking at a sheet with the you know that information on, or you know whatever app you're using which has all the dial information on, or stopping your opponent halfway through their planning phase to say, oh, can I look at that dial? And invariably, that's one that you've set. So you then got a sp- you, you then spin it, don't you, to you know put it onto a different maneuver. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to reset. It can it. also be used to find out extra because people go, "Oh, what are the K turns on there?" And if you can say them dead quick, nine times out of ten, you've probably set that K turn. Yeah, like we say, yeah. What's what so, hard on that? You know what I mean? Little little questions you can get a little bit more information if it was just on the side. You'd just be like, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, it's one of those things where I think, like, it comes into the the poker, like the the people who say it's like poker crossed with chess, and the poker element and face to face. A lot of it comes out of playing those little side games where you say, "Can you just tell me what the K turns are on that?" And that tells them that you think they're going to do a K turn, but then are you, or do you think that they then think that you're going to think that they're going to do a <laughs> K turn? So do you change your K turn to a one straight, thinking they're going to play for the K turn or whatever? Um, so like it it plays into that to an extent. I think the thing with note taking that I do agree with is like, um, and again you can't marshal this stuff online at all. But it's like you don't want people at the start of an event or at the start of a game sitting and spending five minutes writing all the triggers for your list down on a piece of paper so that they've got it sitting next to them. Like you know saying remember not to you know remember Sarko Plank can do X or remember lats can do y or remember that and you know writing all of those triggers down you get an opportunity to read your opponent's list the cards are still there it's still available to you to read it at any point if you want to go and have a look or ask them you know can you just tell me what he does again kind of thing um but you don't want people taking copious notes um and the thing that it does also stop people doing is um is marking down their dice stats as well um which is good because then they can't bitch and moan about their dice. Like, <laughs> happens yeah, on TTF. Ca- ca- I hate they, stats. They, they, they still will. Come on. Yeah, they still will, but... don't tell you anything. I think I remember, was it... Um, it might have been Martin playing an element one night, and he was he was marking down dice, and he was like, I hope you don't mind. I just... I don't want to moan about my dice if i actually look back at them and i figure out that they've been fine but i've just remembered a couple of really negative rolls so like you always remember the bad the really bad ones don't you like oh i was playing a game today right and um i got a i was using finn with heroic and i had a range one with no tokens because i'd had to spend the token not to die so i was like cool so i rolled three red dice and i and i just said to the guys i rolled them i said i said dream here is three blanks on red and i got three blanks on red i was like beezer added another blank four dice shot range one let's go rolled four blanks for heroic one hit two eyeballs and a blank i was like oh raging <laughs> no tokens. <laughs> One hit on seven dice. Raging. <laughs> Could not have it. But um no, I mean it was um it, it's just that kind of stuff that, you know, it sticks in your head, but you don't really remember the times where you roll four natural crits out of hand or, you know, where you just roll hit focus blank, but you've got the mods to turn it into three hits. Um, or you know whatever you you don't remember those bog standard average rolls or those slightly above average rolls because you've got the tokens to mod them. But yeah, anyway, so note taking probably in general shouldn't be allowed, but for scores probably in general should. 
and open information should be available. I think we all kind of agree with that. There's well, nobody disagreeing. The system open, the last one, they actually gave out cards for you to write your points and scores on, like yeah, um, similar size to a like a pilot card or an upgrade card. So I mean, it, look, it looks like they were going in that direction anyway. Yeah. Um, the, the standard thing, though, has always been when you go to a tournament, print out two copies of your list, one that you submit to the TO at the start of the event that's got your list and your rocks on it, and the other one that's got your list and your rocks on it that you give to your opponent at the start of every round so that they can read through your list without having to thumb through your cards individually. And those lists have got the points on them. Yeah. And every game I've ever played where we've had those lists, they've been sitting folded up to the, to one side of the mat with, yeah. you know, where you can literally at any point just say, oh, can I just look at your list again quickly? Grab it. I can read the cards. I can look at the points. I can do anything like that. It's not note taking. It's open information that, you know, I can get. Now, I can see why they don't want people looking at their phones or being distracted or whatever um or potentially using apps on their phones that perception is that they might give them an advantage um but then again do you have an advantage just because you're good at mental arithmetic and your opponent maybe isn't i mean i'm not good at math so to me it'd be really helpful yeah to have it on the side well then are you you that guy that then brings a seven ship swarm list where every ship is a slightly different points value (laughs) <laughs> just to wind people up or bring bring four yeah. bring foresight inquisitors where everything costs 40 and it's easy <laughs> it's like it's easy like, to know what the it, score is was it gary who was running the ships that were all uh, 50, yeah, 50 points yeah 450 yeah. point ships well, yeah that was the one i ran as well yeah well that was uh the thing i loved most about inferno squadron when i ran that originally because it was 40 40 30 30 30 30 it's just like dead easy to work out the points as i was as i was playing same with uh, the A-Wings, all pretty easy to work out as well. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. as I say, it's just one of my pet peeves, and it'd be nice to see it sort of disappear. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd, I'll be surprised if, because the, the actual judges, the people who are running events, have been involved during the pandemic, while the like the people who are, I'm going to say, facilitating or arranging, like, not the tournament marshals and the judges and the, the TOs and all that kind of stuff, but it actually being the the organization committee almost from Asmodee, they won't give it about this. Apologies, you're going to have to pew pew that one, Tim, but um, <laughs> they just won't care. If they, like they will, they will not care. Um, and if the judges say, you know, it's fine for people to have, you know, all of this information as long as you don't have somebody sitting writing a bunch of notes at the side of the table. That's not what we want. So, you know, judges, if you see somebody with a notepad or a book and they're writing a load of crap down, uh, just tell them to stop it, tell them to put it away. But if somebody's written down, you know, four lines of text that says, you know, wedge 54 points, look 68 points, you know, whatever, whatever, then just that's fine. That's just, that's just, points that's allowing them to work something out that's open information without delaying the game without pausing the game and that's the key thing you need to get that time in it might particularly yeah it might even speed up the end of game as well because i know that was um the feedback from a lot of tos you know ourselves and, and others is that we were finding that uh the the time from final sort of when the timer goes to the you know the last result being submitted was getting longer because obviously the game, the game is taking longer. Isn't it? You don't tend to see, you know, that wipeout as soon. So people are still playing two time, playing that last turn, and then they're working out their scores. Um, and obviously, if they if they know the scores going into that last turn, then in theory, you know, that will be a bit quicker as well, which surely is a benefit for everybody. Yeah, and you've got a judge standing next to the table saying. Just tell me what's left, and I'll work it out and submit it for you. Just, <laughs> just hurry up. Yeah, I mean, the, the the big events particularly, it's very pertinent, isn't it? Because, like, if you've got a 500-person event, you've got 250 tables, and 100 of those tables are still playing their final turn because they've set dials just before the timer goes, um, then, you know, a round stretches from 75 minutes out to maybe 80, 85 minutes, um, depending on what they're doing. Like, if they've literally just picked up a dial to squeeze the last turn in, and they're going the whole way through it and taking their time thinking about moves... Um, then you know you get the judges hovering around the edge of that table, going, "Come on now, guys, you need to make a decision." And you can move them along, but it it just adds fifteen minutes onto the day right there. That just adds an extra yeah. fifteen minutes on for everybody. 
Um, and the people who finished 15 minutes early, they're then sitting around for 45 minutes or an hour waiting for the next round, and it all gets a bit weird because um, it doesn't move as fast. So, yeah, anything that speeds that administrative process up would that, be brilliant, like that, like players submitting their own scores on TTA, uh, TTO. Yeah, and actually that, that does link quite well to uh, the, the point I made earlier, which is, you know, the players play at a decent pace all the way up until that final timer goes off and then once it's the last turn they're like oh we can just take our time now it's like no (laughs) (laughs) complete complete your game submit your results and get them in yeah from from a player perspective yes take your time there's no (laughs) rush however (laughs) no but that's when they start they start talking about like you know you know what games they've played and you know, oh yeah! How nice the weather is, and yeah, as a judge, you're just, you're just, just hovering by the table, going, "Oh, I'm just going." Yeah, and that block you did on me on turn four was amazing. It's like I don't care about the block on turn four. <laughs> Finish rolling your dice, get it done. Come on, yeah. It's the um, it, it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a funny one. Like, but it, like anything that speeds that up, as I said, is amazing, and it's kind of circles us back nicely to the the initial point. I mean, I was thinking about other stuff that we've learned about you know things like S foils managing that with little tokens and stuff, but that's just kind of already the stuff that we did wasn't it like not forgetting your s foils card because you had a token on the table it's all just um art imitating life almost um as it goes through has anything else popped into either of your heads about stuff that we could learn other than we could learn like how to do automatic bumping by <laughs> um using a computer to, i do to do, do that i'd come make the to come and do it just yeah just slide it up and <laughs> slide it up a, slide it up and say that will do <laughs> that'll do happy with that yeah okay good <laughs> yeah it depends how badly you're losing doesn't it if you know you're gonna lose anyway like, just stick it there whatever i'm not bothered you're gonna destroy him anyway what it doesn't yeah. matter i'm not gonna get a shot this turn so it doesn't matter where i stick him yeah, <laughs> yeah we all know it's range one and you've got a yeah. target lock and a focus yeah it's dead <laughs> shall i just put it away now <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think we've I think we've done talking through anyway there, haven't we? So, um, I mean, what we could any... say is, if anybody's got anything, why not uh, post on the Facebook page and let us know if there's other things that you've sort of learnt through lockdown and would like to sort of see continued. And if there's any good yeah. ones, we can perhaps chat about them further in a future episode. We could put together some sort of unofficial official document that we could publish for use by the community. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that will go down well. <laughs> see how that goes. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember how well your unofficial player ranking went down? Oh man, I got reminded of that. Um, <laughs> oh, it was a couple of it was a, f- a good few weeks ago. Somebody messaged me and just asked, like, "Are you still maintaining this?" And I was like, "Nope." And they're like, oh, why not? It seems like it would be really easy to do with all the online events. And I was like, yep, <laughs> but nope. That's good though for me because that means I'm still near the top of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just like, I, I suppose the thing with the online events is that, you know, you can do it. Like you could go into, I guess, the like a series on TTS, like all the Kybers or all the GSP ones or all the whatever. And like you could just pull all the names and you could just rank people based on their finish. Because it's all online now, so you could do it. You know, dip into the APIs on um, List Fortress and just like suck all the player names out rather than everything else. Oh, Ben, um, what have you done? Here we go. If, I, if only, if only I had the technical ability to actually program um, something that could <laughs> um, that could suck that information out of List Fortress. Um, Rich was the uh, the rage of the X-Wing group for a while. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> you know what? Like, D. Young might actually uh, find somebody to do it for you just to take some of the flack off him for a bit. Uh, the, fun- the funny thing is, the feedback on it was genuinely like about, it was like split in a quarter. There was like 25% of people were like really angry about the fact that it was going to ruin the community. And like we're we're like properly spitting invective, and it was like quite oh my goodness me, okay you clearly feel very strongly about this, and you know I have to listen to what you're saying because you've you've clearly have a, a strong opinion. Twenty five percent were on the other end, and they were like, "This is awesome! I love this. This is brilliant! I love this kind of thing! I really want to play." Um, you know, and they do this in Germany all the time anyway, so they've got like a you know, official standings or official unofficial standings in Germany, and then like the other twenty five percent of people. We're just like taking the Mickey and like having a laugh 
people like Ed Holmes and Kay Taniguchi, who anytime I posted it were just like, you know, trolling with the same cut and paste funny thing or whatever. Um, <laughs> or, you know, scrolling something on the back of an envelope and, you know, taking a picture of it and sticking it up. And that, that's fine because that's a laugh. And then like the last quarter of people were just like, eh, just, it's fine. If you like it, fine. If you don't, don't. It's, you know, it was like, there's like these clear kind of delineations of of like opinion on it, and it was it was fairly like it was fairly broad. But um, yeah, there was there was um, I think it was uh, it was interesting thought exercise for me at the time, um, and it helped me with um, like to frame some stuff, like for how you considered whether or not somebody was good at X-wing and in inverted commas based on results, um, and you know. Was one person winning one big thing more valuable in inverted commas than you know somebody who's won seven out of the eight store championships that they've gone to, but they've never played in anything bigger than a store championship? You know, are they actually a better X-wing player? Maybe. Um, you never know. So, anyway, it was an interesting thought experiment, but yeah, I don't think I'll do it again because um, that way madness lies. <laughs> might do it for might do it for element so that we can have an official league table that tells us that Tom's better than the rest of us. We've got official element leagues, haven't we? Oh, so yeah, we've got it. leagues. Tabletop yeah, TO to do this all for you, you know. Yeah, so we have got the Sith Taker leagues. Do you want to give a quick shout out, Ben? Because we've started this week, haven't we? I don't know. We've we've started it. There's not much more to say really yet. <laughs> we've started it's too late to sign up. Today. It's too late to sign up. Get your games in. Um how many people are in the Wretched Hive now? Or how many people um, are in it? In the Wretched Hive, there is 78. There's a, wow. there's, I think there's about 200 people overall. Give so it's take. like six leagues of 20 plus the Wretched Hive at about 78, something like that. Yeah. So it's approximately 200 people, which is fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, get your games in. Um fly jank against me and really good stuff against other people that aren't me yeah fly fly crap nonsense against me please if you're, you're in the mandalore league. League, I, I don't know being a mandalore sounds cool um and above us is the jedi council where i'll be sad and i'll go like one and seven if i'm lucky and get relegated straight back down again so i might just see if i can finish in mid-table <laughs> obscurity in mandalore for a few seasons i'll keep myself happy no, I'll just I'll just do what I always do in league. In <laughs> the thing is, with it being league, with it being league, you change your list like based on what's turned your head that week. So like it could your head could be turned to something that's really good, or <clears> you could get your head turned to something that's absolute bobbins. Um so it very much depends, I guess. Like I played my Kyber Cup game this week, I played my game against with something that had turned my head. And it turned out to be absolute bobbins. And I was like, oh, I'm so sad I've done this now. Um, so anyway, that's enough for today. Um, we'll keep continuing. I tend to find that all the big names in, in the Jedi Council, I tend to find that I don't dare bring more janky stuff. I want to bring a solid list. Yeah, I think that's the thing about the Jedi. Like the higher up you get, the more there's an expectation that you're going to be flying against a meta staple. I mean, so you're, you want to kind I of... bet you'll hit a lot more meta staples now. So like last season... Last season, it was fairly solid in terms of what people were bringing. Like the season before was kind of a bit random. Like it was like people just bringing stuff like pilots you'd never heard of, and and you were like, "What's going on here? What is there some clever thing?" Oh, he's dead, right? It doesn't matter. Um, but like last season, it was mostly. I can't remember what I used last season. I just used all sorts of stuff. It was mostly resistance beef, probably, though. I thought you just had buys last season, didn't you? Uh, mostly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's the easiest way. It's the easiest way to get promoted, to be honest, Tim, is just to keep getting buys. So um, so we've been, as, as I've said about three times now, we've been waffling on for a bit, so it's probably time to wrap up. So uh, on that note, uh, it's a goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. It's a goodbye from Ben. Bye-bye. Oh, his inter- I thought his internet had gone again. <laughs> and it's a goodbye for me. Ta-da. Teach me how to think. Can only get better. Can only get, can only get, think it all from me. You know, I know that things can only get better. Ah.
the other the other thing we we're ta- talking about. Um, if you just pull, pause, pause, pause two seconds. Sorry, back, back on set. Yeah, because Matt's um, Matt was super into it, isn't he? Still, Matt made um, the finals at nationals. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's why he don't play X Wing anymore. He found a game he's good at. Is what happened? I don't know. Tim's doing something. Has he recorded? I don't Has think he's recorded. recorded. But what happened, and I don't know if you noticed, I disappeared for a while. I run into the other room and wired up a wired connection. Um, um yeah, yeah. I, and, uh, I heard I heard you doing something. I heard no, you... that was that was the cat. So as I'd opened the door, the cat had got in, got in its box and took a massive <laughs> And it's right under where the laptop is. So I have to keep turning the volume down. <laughs> it stinks. It's gone now. The smell's disappeared, but it's just that fresh turd smell. You just got used to it. That's all it is. Right. Sorry, I'm back. I've, I forgot to put some chicken in the oven. <laughs> uh, okay. Was like, what's going on with Tim? Is he all right? All good. 